That's good for news. those of you that may not have been on when Patricia asked for prayer, she had a neighbor below her that anytime they made a noise in their upstairs apartment, he would blow it like a foghorn that you use for boats. And so, and it was so loud, it would just startle her. It was unpleasant. Anyway, so God, we prayed, we prayed and God dealt with it and dealt with his heart. Yeah. Well, and I just want to add, I'm so glad Patricia didn't buy that bazooka gun she was going to buy, or the the, right. the, the noisemaker. <laughs> right, but you know what? What if we take that and we use that as an application or That's an good. illustration just for this lesson? See, you can think, uh-oh, it's going to get worse. It's going gonna, it's gonna to stay bad. It's going to keep being bad. He keeps blowing this horn. And then you want to think about, how do I retaliate? What am I going to do next? Because I know it's going to keep being bad. And yet, if we'll stop and we'll pray about it, look at how God intervened. So instead of it turning worse or staying as bad as it was, God turned it around with prayer. They're now talking and he stopped blowing the horn. So yeah. again, it's changing our expectation, change what we think is going to happen. And um, it makes a big difference. And it makes a big difference, obviously, when we pray about it also. Okay, so Terry also shared with us that it was bringing him an increase of joy. And yep. that's what it was doing for me. As I started getting a hold of my thought life and realizing, hey, is this good or is this bad? Am I expecting good? What am I thinking on? It was starting to shift and make a change for me. And it really has helped me personally. So I'm going to go ahead and ask you, and some this may be familiar to some of you, but not to others. So let's start with this. What are you looking forward to? right now what are you excited about for patricia and james right now it's a house it may be a vacation it may be going out to dinner um it may be set free from your home <laughs> but what is it that you're looking forward to eating and outdoors there needs to be something there when i ask that question everybody needs to be putting things in life and making plans that make them excited and happy so that you wake up in the morning and you've got something to look forward to. So when I say, what are you looking forward to? If you go blank, those areas need to be filled in. All right. So let's look at this scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Our life is not some random thing. God created us. God made a plan for our life. And the plan is for good. The plan is to go from glory to glory, from faith to faith, from strength to strength. The perfect will and plan of God is not sickness. The perfect will and plan of God is not to be trapped in your home. The perfect will and plan of God is uh, not for somebody to be fired, but to be promoted. The perfect will and plan of God is for somebody to have a job that they love. The perfect will and plan of God is to have relationships that you care about, that mean a lot to you. Because God's plans are good. The perfect will and plan of God is for you to be able to speak to your neighbor and to a stranger. So that you can be a witness and an ambassador for Christ. Amen. So that you can share the good news of Jesus. It's not for us to have our mouths zippered and for us to be locked in a home. That's not the plan of God. Romans 5.5 5 says, hope does not disappoint. Oh, we're going to go back, okay? Listen, there may be some people influencing you, and I'm going to challenge you today, apparently, that you are not to be influenced by the world but you are to be the influencer of the world. That's right. You are called to be the salt and the light. You are not called to shrink back in fear because the word of God says that he has no pleasure in those that shrink back. Amen. Go forward in faith. We want to be the ones, look, I went to Brazil because I was running to the sick to pray for them to get them healed. That's I was right. not running from sickness. Amen. I'm all for using wisdom, but who's influencing you? The news or the word of God? Who's influencing you? The people around you that are bound in fear and put trying to put their fear on you? Who is influencing you? Because 
whoever is influencing you, you're setting yourself up for that. You're allowing that. You're inviting that. So we want to be listening more to the word of God and what the spirit of God is saying than the news media. Amen. Amen. God has a solution for everything. Anything the enemy can drum up, God's got a solution and a plan. He said, I've not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. You want to know why some people feel like they need to stay home or wear masks? It's because they're now afraid they're going to get it. What are they doing? They're expecting bad instead of expecting good. Amen. That's they're right. Expecting they're going to get it. They, they've got to set themselves up so they don't get it. But that's not the will of God. I'm going to even say this. Of course you're not going to get it. You're a child of the living God. Amen. You just took communion. By his stripes, ye were healed. Himself bore your infirmities and carried away your diseases. That's right. I will also say this. But if you are bound up in fear, then you might as well stay home. Because then you are running the risk of stepping into it. Why? Because fear opens the door to the enemy. Yep. So where's your heart? But if your heart has fear, don't put that on other people. I actually like what Mark said the other day. Mark said he was, you know, was not wanting to wear the mask. And somebody kind of called him on it and said, you know, you need to be wearing the mask for the sake of others. And Mark is normally really gracious over things like this, very compassionate about thinking on how others feel and trying to minister love to other people. But in this one instance, Mark chose to speak out and say something. And he said to them, if you have that much fear, then you should stay home and let the rest of us enjoy our life. Amen. 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 Good job, Mark. Amen. I thought about I like that. that. And I, I, I think that was an okay comment. I think that took some boldness. Amen. I don't think it was a lack of compassion of thinking about your neighbor. Uh, if Mark has no fear and he's not going to get it and he knows he's not a carrier, then he has no need for wearing a mask, neither to protect himself or to protect others. Because his faith is protecting him, his faith in God. Now, if I, when I'm saying that, you shrink back and that causes you to feel uncomfortable, you should go ahead and wear a mask. Because you've got to follow your own heart. Where's your heart at in this? Where's your heart at? But I'm going to tell you that there's a higher way and a better way to live. And that is not to be influenced by the news not to be influenced by uh, what stores are dictating or anybody else is dictating. It's to be influenced by the word of God. Now, I'm not saying it's worth going and getting arrested over. It's not. You know, then just at that point, sure, go, go along. But when it's not necessary, and if this keeps going, I think it's not necessary. Where's your heart at? Are you influenced by the news in the world are you influenced by the written word of god that says by his stripes you are healed psalm 91 says no plague will come near your dwelling house so if you're thinking it's going to come into your home then somebody's bound in fear and if they're speaking in, in that way then they're just opening up the door for it you are the body of christ you are the bride of christ you're to be salt and light, not shivering at home in fear. Amen. That's okay, right. so I'm getting I'm gonna say this. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He's called you to be the healers. He sent the disciples out two by two so they could do what? They could heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. Leprosy is contagious, you guys. And still go lay hands on the lepers. Really? Well, it's what the word of God says. So who, who, who are you going to have more faith in? What the world says or what God says? God has created you to be the solution. Not to fear the problem. Romans 5, 5. We'll go back to the message. That was not in there. Romans that was 5, good. That was good. Romans 5, 5 says, hope does not disappoint. Now, I want you to do this. Think of a situation in your life that's bothering you. 
it might be a relationship. It might be in the workplace. It might be uh, your the accommodations where you're living. What what's going on that's bothering you? It might be your finances. It might be oh, somebody's in a relationship and the person's nagging them. All right, whatever it is, grab a hold of that. Something that's bugging you. What are you expecting to happen there? Are you expecting the situation to continue the way that it is? Are you expecting the situation to get worse? And Patricia, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to use her illustration with the neighbor that lives below her as an excellent illustration and example of this. When we get into the flesh, and I understand this, if I was living in an apartment and the neighbor below me was blowing a horn at me, my flesh would want to rise up and get a bigger horn, okay? <laughs> but I've got a choice in that. Is that what I'm going to do? If I go out and buy that horn, here's what it's doing. I'm setting myself up to expect the problem to continue. Yep and basically expect it to get worse and I'm gonna escalate it. Yeah. Instead, Patricia asked all of us to pray and we did yeah. diligently. Cause I prayed, I believe, you know, you treat your neighbor as yourself. How would I wanna be treated? If my downstairs neighbor was doing that to me, I would do <clears throat> the diligent prayer. I prayed diligently for Patricia and James in that. Cause I know they've lived there a long time how unpleasant and when we prayed things changed but when we turn things over to god in prayer our expectation can change because we get god to go to work on our behalf and so we all corporately that prayed in agreement got god to intervene go to work on our behalf i even prayed angels i sent angels into his apartment and prayed that they would convict him and, and get him to soften his heart, not to treat somebody that way. All right, so what are we expecting? And I think so often we don't realize it when a situation is bothering us, but it's because we don't think it's gonna improve and we end up with a negative expectation. And what happens then? Then we can get upset, we can get frustrated, we can get disappointed. Right now, I've got Emmy, who, you know, she was in our church several times, and Ule, when she was a nurse in the San Francisco Bay Area. And um, let's look at how much this uh, coronavirus has made an impact on Emmy and Ule. They were both scheduled to go to Brazil with us. They had both paid in for the trip. They're scheduled to get married August 8th in, in New Orleans, and that's where Emmy is a nurse. She called me yesterday because now Norway, where Ule's from, is not allowing anyone to fly in or out of that country. No Americans can fly to Norway, and the Norwegians right now can't fly out. When they do open it up, they're being told that there will be a two-week quarantine. So right now, August 8th, all the deposits have been made for the wedding, for everything is in place. Everything's been paid. Their honeymoon, they've put the deposit down, the whole thing. And now at this moment, but we're believing this is going to be changed because we've prayed. But the last report was that nobody from Ule's family was going to be able to fly to the United States. Hmm. Wow. What a bummer. Yeah. What a bummer. So they got their mission trip smashed because of the devil, because sickness comes from the devil. And now it's trying to affect their wedding. And yet when they prayed, and I prayed with them yesterday, in our spirits, we got keep the date. Now, if you're expecting bad, then you're expecting everything to get worse, and you would think you've got to change the date. They're not going to be able to be there. Now, I don't know how God's going to work this out for them yet, but we got keep the date. 
So now we've got to make a decision to expect good, expect Norway to open up and allow people to travel and them to travel safely and to be able to stand against fear. So now we're praying for all of his relatives to stand against fear and not have fear and be able to come celebrate this wedding. Now, why is it important? Because after they get married, they chose to do the first year of their life by going to Bethel, uh, the School of Supernatural Ministry in Reading. And so I think that starts in sometime in either August or September. And so they want to be married and then go to the school. If they don't do the wedding now, it puts everything on hold for at least, what, another year. They've already applied. Visas have already been applied for. Everything is paid for. So now they're going to have to stand in faith and expect good. If they start expecting bad, then they will start to open themselves up to discouragement. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now, this is an illustration with Patricia that we saw and went through. Now you see what Emmy and Ule are dealing with. And this just came up yesterday now. But many people have issues in their life like this, maybe not as dramatic. Sometimes it's just a relationship. Somebody constantly interacts with us in a negative way. So then we go to interact with them at a new time and we are expecting them to act the same way, that they're going to be negative. And yet if we'll kind of pull back and pray and expect them to change the way they're interacting with us, then the outcome can change. Right? Amen. Yeah. Okay. When we change what we're expecting to happen. So now take whatever situation you were thinking on and imagine it changed, improved, the best you could even hope for. So that area you were thinking about, see it fixed, improved, different. If you could pick an ideal outcome, how would you have it go? Now start thinking on that and watch to see what happens in your spirit. Because what I was finding when I made this shift, I noticed my heart started getting really happy. And in my spirit, it was like my spirit was lighting up. And joy started bubbling up from the inside. Hope and faith began to rise because expectation changes. When we imagine a different outcome that's positive, we start to initiate a walk by faith instead of a walk by sight or a walk by experience. Amen. We end up by just our own imagination or expectation shifting out of experience into faith. Now, Ephesians 3.20 in the NIV says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Now, look at that. I like it here because this word imagine. Have you ever had a mental fight with somebody? They said something mean and you kind of keep your mouth shut and you don't say anything and, and you end up walking away. And then all these thoughts come to you of things you could have said. I could have said this. I could have said that. And you wrestle with it in your mind. Well, sometimes we can go negative in the imagination of our own mind. Instead of, like I noticed Terry will go, I love you. I love you. What's he doing? No matter what thoughts are coming, he's going to stay in love. He's going he's to keep communicating love. No matter what's coming at him, he's going to communicate love back. More than we ask or imagine, and where's that power at work? That power is at work within us, Amen. on the inside of us. Yes. It's on the inside of us that we imagine. Now, he's saying he can do more than what we can even imagine. And if we'd work on this, we could imagine some pretty good stuff. Amen. If we wanted to go to work on this, we could ask some pretty big stuff. And he's saying he can do more than what we ask or imagine. 
when I was a kid, uh, we lived in Illinois for a season and I started ice skating <clears throat> and I entered a competition and, and I ended up placing in the competition, but it's very interesting how I did it. The, the ice skating rink where we really did most of the practicing was a long drive and it was a big deal for my mom to drive me there. So I would lay in bed at night before I fell asleep and I would, uh, first of all, I created the routine in my head. I imagined it. I had a vision of it and I saw myself skating and saw what moves and what twirls and whatever else I would do and at what part of the rink I would be at to figuring out how to pace myself. Then after that, I went to the rink and then I walked it out and did it. I, I, I skated it out. Then I would go to bed during the time frame of when we were all to be practicing and every night before going to sleep, I would imagine myself doing the routine and I would visualize it and see it. And I ended up placing in that. Interesting, isn't it? It was really powerful visualizing it so that I was basically memorizing it and getting the whole thing into my heart so that I knew what came after uh, each set part of the routine. Now, one of my Bible school teachers, his name's Keith Moore. He pastors a church in Branson, Missouri, and in Sarasota, Florida. And he taught the healing school at my Bible school for many, many years. God put it on his heart to get a jet and, and get a pilot's license. But it was a big stretch from where he was at. He uh, would minister at the Copeland's Crusade. And so somehow he got permission to go sit in Kenneth Copeland's jet, private jet, and sit in the pilot seat. He said he wanted to do that because he needed help imagining himself flying. He needed help visualizing that this was something that even he could do. It wasn't just for Kenneth Copeland, but this was something that Keith Moore could do. He wanted to see all the instruments. He wanted to see what it felt like to sit in that, in that seat, see all the levers, see out the window. Do you know that today he's got a jet and he's got his pilot's license? But he knew to build his faith, to help him expect that he could actually do it, he needed to build himself up, and so he put himself in a situation where he could visualize it, or we can say imagine it. Now, I'm going to give you one other illustration. There was a study done on basketball players, and half were told to imagine or visualize them doing a free throw shot and it going into the hoop them making the points. And the other half were out on the court practicing. When they brought the two teams back together, the one that actually, the group of basketball players that envisioned it or visualized or imagined it, did slightly better than those that had actually practiced it. Hmm, isn't that interesting? So when I was kind of doing a study on this, I came across a doctor that said he was uh, doing studies on people and uh, working on their vision. And he said the people that he could get to uh, imagine they could see letters clearly. And he said he specifically worked with the letter C. He said those... He worked with them both with an open eye and with a closed eye. This is just a medical doctor. And those that could imagine seeing the letter C is what he started with, that, that he could get them to visualize that, 
their vision improved to the point that somebody that was actually even blind in one eye, when he got them to work with that eye and, and see a sea, then they were not even able to see light with that eye. Then they were able to see light. And then after light, their vision was began to be restored. Well, let's think about that for a minute. This is just a medical doctor. He's not necessarily using faith or the word of God. But what he was doing was setting people up to help them to expect to walk by faith, not by sight. He was helping them visualize the solution instead of visualizing the problem getting worse. You know, is it possible, I'm just going to put it out there as a question, that without even knowing God, but applying a biblical principle, they were able to improve their vision? We know that people that will give 10% of their income, it's like gravity, and there's a result and a benefit. It's a spiritual law. So here's a medical doctor that began putting into practice a spiritual law, whether or not they even realized it was one. Now, if we can do that with vision, for those that don't even know God, that aren't even walking with God, how much can we do when we'll do it according to the word of God? And with prayers going to God, our Father. Amen. Knowing that he's the one that can do immeasurably above all that we ask or imagine. So let's ask this. I'm 50, what, eight? I think I'm 58. So it's not that much fun to keep track anymore. But at 58, am I going to say, oh, right now I'll tell you what, my eyes are better than both my brother and sister and they're both younger than me. And I'm very careful about what I say about my eyes. And I will often say, my eyes will not grow dim because I'm going to be able to read the Bible, the word of God, until the day I die. I will not allow my eyes to grow dim in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, I have aged and actually never even bought them originally. Somebody gave me a pair of magnifying glasses. And yes, I do uh, now sometimes use them to read but I'm not going down without a fight, okay? So I'm not saying, oh, now I've got to go get a stronger one. Oh, now I've, I've got to, I'm going to, this is going to happen. That's going to happen. I'm fighting it, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so Amen. what are we going to say? What are we going to believe? What are we going to imagine? Aging is normal. We all age. But I am claiming I'm going to be able to read my Bible until I go home to heaven. And that'll be after a healthy, long, satisfied life. Amen. Let's look at a couple other scriptures. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So we're to guard our heart. And we're going to look at a couple scriptures that will help us guard our heart. Why is it important for us to guard our heart? Because what you let into your heart affects your entire life. Amen. What you let into your heart affects your faith. Yes. What you let into your heart affects the thought life and affects the words that are going to come out of your mouth. Amen. So if we'll guard our heart, and deal with the stuff there, then we're not going to be thinking negative and speaking negative. That's right. So I would say this, that it, it does not mean don't deal with problems. Don't deny problems. What we're saying here is just don't spend time dwelling on them That's so right. deal with the problem don't dwell on the problem amen don't deny it deal with it and move on so second corinthians 10 5 
says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Well, so this is telling us then that there can be negative imaginations. Somebody can imagine it getting worse. And the more the thought life goes towards somebody imagining the situation getting worse, usually the worse it gets. So if we're supposed to cast down not just thoughts, but what we're dwelling on, what we're imagining is going to happen. And we're to replace that with expecting good. So let's look at Philippians chapter 4. We're going to look at verses 4 through 8. And this is a really good passage. And even we were driving in the car, just so that you know, I have not arrived to perfection yet. Mm -hmm. I'm still working on it. Brad and I were in the car and I was this week. Okay. Yeah, this week. And I was talking to him about um, what I was going to share this week. And that the end of it says, if there's anything worthy of play, praise or any excellence, think on these things. And I said something negative out of my mouth and Brad just kind of looked at me and said, is that excellent or worthy of praise? And I thought, oh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> so I'd said something. What I, apparently it wasn't edifying and it didn't fit in this category. Again, this doesn't mean we deny problems or don't deal with them. You most certainly need to be responsible. You need to deal with the issues of life. But we're not to um, carry them or be anxious over them. So let's look at this verse together. Rejoice in the Lord always. Be anxious for nothing. But pray. But in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God. Which surpasses all comprehension. Will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally brethren. Whatever is true. So here's your big net. Here's your big um, uh, spaghetti colander that everything needs to go through. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Why? Because when we think on these things, joy will bubble up in our heart. I'm going to give you another example. Somebody out here just got a divorce, and I've been standing in the gap and praying for them. But there are times where I've got to separate from that and stop praying about it because it was feeling very weighty, um, very depressing, honestly. And, and so, well, I've been praying for the person. And, and, and this morning I sat down and I had to say this. I'm not carrying their divorce. I'm not carrying all of the stuff that comes with that and all of that sorrow. And so, Father, I turn that over to you. And when I did that, I literally felt a weight lift up off of me. So I say this as an application for all of you that know you're called to pray for people or you just love praying. Praying is really good. But we have to make sure that in praying for others, we don't so start carrying it that their negative stuff starts to drag us down. The Bible says, cast all your care on him because he cares for you. It's not cast all your care on Patricia in, at work, so all the teachers call Patricia. It's good that Patricia prays for people, but is Patricia supposed to carry all of that? No. What is she supposed to do? Cast it onto the Lord. What are each one of us supposed to do? Cast it onto the Lord. There are times where God will have you stand in the gap for somebody in prayer. Just make sure 
that you then get out of it and you're not carrying it and letting it uh, be a weight and a hindrance to you. Because sometimes we can actually feel the things that other people are going through to pray them through it, to help them out of it. But if we're not careful as though those that love God and love the saints of God, if we're not careful with that, we can allow it to weigh us down. So put a check on yourself. If you're starting to feel weighed down, you've got to make sure that stuff is cast onto the Lord. And then what are we expecting the outcome to be? We may not be able to control somebody else's life, but we can certainly, us and Jesus can control ours. So we're to imagine good, dwell on good, guard our heart, think on good, and expect good. If we'll go after these areas and, and pray, and when we can switch it to seeing it coming out negative to coming out positive, we'll know we've made an adjustment in our heart and somehow we've been able to switch ourselves into faith where we're now expecting a better outcome. Yes. So go ahead and let's apply this today. Each one of us personally, it may be how your kids are doing. It may be unemployment. It may be a, a medical issue. Um, I, I don't know what it is for your life specifically, but go ahead and pick up the areas that have been bugging you and take a look at what you're thinking on, what you've been kind of, whether it's conscious or subconscious, what you've been expecting to happen. And maybe it's nothing at all, but it's just going to continue the way that it's been going. Well, let's adjust that. Let's believe for a better outcome. Okay. If somebody's in your household and they keep talking sickness, 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 then I would bind up the enemy from speaking through them in the name of Jesus Christ. You spirit of sickness, I command you to shut your mouth. Now, you're not talking to the person. You're talking to the spirit that's influencing them and causing them to think that way and speak that way. You spirit of infirmity, I command you to shut your mouth. You be silent in the name of Jesus Christ. You spirit that expects negative, I command you to stop in your maneuvers against me and against that person in the name of Jesus Christ. I command it to stop. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over that person, and I expect help. Ooh, there you go. I expect help. I expect good. I don't expect a bad doctor's report. I expect a good one. I expect when everything is checked, it'll come out better than before. Oh, we don't know what we saw before because it's not there now. Everything looks great. Well, no kidding. Expect good. He promised us help when we take communion we're getting rid of sin so this is one reason why I want us to do communion every week right now I don't want anybody living with sin I don't want anybody isolated and getting depressed I so I want us having communion and fellowshipping with one another and and repenting for any potential sin so that we're staying in right relationship with God, so that we can stay healthy and keep a clear conscience. Sickness has no place in the children of God. Amen. It's not something we're to fear. It's something we heal. Yes. God provided communion. God provided Jesus, not just on the cross to die for sin, but allowed him or planned for him to take stripes on his back so that you and I could be healthy. Yes. Think about that. If your brother and your savior took stripes on his back so that you could be healthy, why are you going to talk sickness? Yeah. Why would you allow it? Why would you even fear it? 
Look at what he's did for you to stand in the gap between you and sickness. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command your body to line up right now in Jesus' name. Yes. I command every uh, uh, every spinal disc to get in order and it's structurally correct now in Jesus' name. Every tendon, every muscle, every nerve ending in the name of Jesus, line up. Everything line up. All pain leave in Jesus' name. Back line up. Spine straighten in Jesus' name. Span, spine straighten. All you that have affected uh, 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 premature aging, I command every spirit that's affected premature aging to leave in Jesus' name. Yes. In the name of Jesus Christ, I don't care what's got on in the family line. We stand against it. We declare that we're in the lineage, the blood-bought lineage of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Yes. Blood-bought, stripes paid for. Healing paid for, healing manifest now in Jesus' name. Healing manifest in Jesus' name. Vision be restored. I understand we age, but vision be restored in Jesus' name. Vision line up. Cataracts leave. Glaucoma leave in Jesus' name. Every spirit of infirmity leave the children of God. Yes. Leave every hearer now, every hearer of my voice, leave in Jesus' name. Yes. The word of God says no weapon formed against you will prosper. No sickness or infirmity formed against you will prosper. No plague will come near your dwelling place. Though they may fall at your left and your right, it will not come near you. That's the word of God for you. His words are life and health. Life and health to all that find them. His word is like a medicine to you. So just receive his medicine right now. His word is medicine. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. Thank you, God. This one I'm receiving is, if you want to jump in, I'm pray it for you also. I command each person's body to line up with the perfect will and plan of God in health and in weight. I speak to every person's metabolism to burn fat for energy. Stop storing unnecessary fat. Thyroid, be healed. Metabolism, be healed. I speak healing to feet right now in Jesus' name. All tenderness in feet, I speak healing to it. Feet, stop being tender. Feet, stop hurting. I break off that family lineage curse in Jesus' name. I cut it off and I sever it with the name of Jesus. No more. Stop. Wow. Okay. If you let that thought in, repent for letting the thought in of my father suffered with this or my mother suffered with this. So there it is on me too. No, in the name of Jesus, it doesn't have to go that way. No. So I repent. I repent. I stand in the gap for whoever let some of the negative thoughts in. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I, I stand in the gap. I'm going to say it again. And I repent for any negative thought that anybody listening right now let in that their father had it or their mother had it. And so now they guess they're going to battle that. I know. See, see, the devil's so tricky. He tries to get a little wedge in there. Yeah. I call that a lie because you've been bought with the blood of Christ. And I cut that wedge out of your thought life. I stand in the gap and I repent for you thinking that and I command that thought to leave in Jesus name. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over you. I 
I declare that you are in the family of the living God. I command all premature hair loss to stop in Jesus' name. Hair, you grow back in. All premature hair loss, stop. You grow back in in Jesus' name. Premature graying, you stop turning gray. I'm not saying for life, guys. I'm just saying premature. Body, be healthy. Body, be healthy. Somebody's grabbing a hold of this right now, and it's ministering to your body. There you go. Body, you line up and be healthy. I'm a picture of health. What a good thing to say. Lynn Peterson said that when everybody around her was getting sick. I'm a pitcher of health. She had a scratchy throat. By the end of the day, it was gone. See, when somebody gets a scratchy throat or you cough, what's one of the, if one of the first thoughts is, oh no, is that the coronavirus? You got to deal with that thought immediately. Otherwise you start thinking on that. You start opening the door. No, it's not in the name of Jesus. I had a tickle in my throat. I'm not going to expect it to get worse or believe for worse. No. In Jesus name. All right, so we've got an emphasis today on healing. So let's just give it a minute, see if there's anything else God wants to minister in the area of healing. Father, is there anything else anybody's body needs? Um, Okay. Where you've thought, I've tried, I've tried, I've tried, and I haven't been able to do it. I haven't been able to do it. I haven't been able to do it. So there's discouragement, mm, even a desire to almost just give up. God's saying, don't give up. Don't give up. There you go. There's a freshness to take that on again. There's a freshness. Don't you give up. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. That's it. Grab a hold. Yeah. Yeah. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ. Greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. He's able to do more, immeasurably more than all I ask or imagine, according to the power that is at work within me. So, Father, I thank you that the Holy Spirit's rising up on the, on the inside of each one of us to go after those things that we want to make a change in. You can do immeasurably more through the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us, more than we ask or imagine. I thank you more than we ask or imagine. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. You renew our youth. That's what the word of God says. So I pray now for a refreshing and a renewal of youth. A renewal of youth. To come over each one of us. And to to buoy up on the inside of us. A renewal of our youth. A renewal of elasticity in the skin. No, no premature hair balding. Well, and I might as well go after it. No skin cancer in -hmm. Jesus name. I sever that off in Jesus name. I speak to every one of those cells. I say bad cells, you're gone in Jesus name. You will not multiply. Good cells replace the bad and good cells multiply. 
Okay. Is it okay if I keep going a little longer? Amen. Go. Okay. Intestinal tract, be healed in Jesus' name. Digestive system, where there's been pain and digesting and gurgling, excess gurgling after eating meals. I speak to the Babidi Edukotodishnasana Mambabande, Edukotoda Oshna Sanamande, Edukatada Ashna. I speak healing to the intestinal tract. Any ulcers, I command ulcers, be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Edikatada Ashna Sonia, intestinal tract, be healed. Okay, if you're going to eat Tums, eat the word of God at the same time. If you're going to take a Tylenol, take the word of God at the same time. Anytime you're using any type of medicine, take the word of God at the same time. Speak mm -hmm. the word of God over it. There you go. There you go. Some people are hooking up right now. There mm -hmm. you go. There you go let's not be passive over these areas god wants us healthy and strong and living a long life telling people as ambassadors about the goodness of jesus christ amen so that when we go to heaven we bring a lot of people with us amen healthy long life amen um let's go ahead and open this up and then we're going to have a closing prayer. I kind of did, but Laura, you want to do a little bit of a closing prayer and then ask uh, if there's anything anybody wants to share uh, uh, based on the message or what we just prayed. Sure. Before we go into small groups. Yes. Yes. So Father God, Lord, we just lift you up today. We lift you up and we glorify you, Lord. We glorify your words. We glorify your message through Gigi today, Father. We thank you for it. And Father, we thank you for the reminder, the guidance, the direction, the correction to your children that says, expect good, expect good from me because I am good. And Lord, we thank you that you are good, that we can expect these things with great and joyful expectation because it's you who's good. And Father, we just magnify you. We magnify that. We stand on that. We thank you for your promises that they are true, that you fulfill them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. And Father, I thank you. I feel a um the binding, the, the binding and loosing. And so for so I, as I feel, as I just go through this is, is whether you want to repeat after me or if, as, as it resonates with you, but father, I just say in Jesus name that all the hearers today and myself included Lord, that we loosen right now from our spirits and our souls, Lord, we loosen Everything we've ingested, unintentionally, intentionally, whatever, that we loosen from our spirits and our soul right now, the things of the world, the things from the media, words that we've spoken, we loosen all of those things that have contradicted your word. We loosen it from our spirits and our souls right now in Jesus' name. We loosen and rebuke things that have spoken, been spoken over us or around us that we may have accidentally come into agreement with. We loosen them right now. We loosen any fear that's gotten in. We loosen discouragement that's gotten in. We loosen insecurity. We, 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 we loosen all of it right now, Father, and we put it in your hands. In Jesus' name, that it leave right now. And Father, we bind to our spirit. We bind to our hearts and to our minds, Father, this message today. We bind to our heart your word, 
these scriptures, these truths, and these promises. Father, we bind to our hearts and our minds your, your, your love, your peace, your power, your comfort, your strength, Lord, that we have through your son. We just bind all of that to us today. And Father, we ask for and we receive the grace you have for us today. We receive it. Father, I ask for a greater measure of grace for each and every one of us as we go forth and apply this message. Father, I thank you that your power, Holy Spirit, that your power in us, your power will help us go forward and apply this message. That we start today. That we start today. Mm. We thank you, Father. Mm. Mm. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Um, Laura? Yeah. I've got a little unction. Okay. Um, um, I've called you to have a healthy, long life. Amen. Start declaring it. I have a healthy, long life. Yeah, this is for everybody. Well, I don't know specifically who it's for, okay? So I have to say it to everybody. It may be for one person, but but I'm getting real strong. I've called you to have a healthy, long life. Start getting into agreement with me, at least by saying it. And as you say it, your actions will line up with it. I've called you to have a healthy, long life. So even if your eating has not been healthy, start saying and get into agreement with God of, I have a healthy, long life. And as you begin to speak it, your actions will line up with it. But your first step is to start saying it instead of thinking uh, negative thoughts about that. Or possibly even somebody's disqualifying themselves. Uh, well, I may not have that because I maybe don't eat healthy enough or I do this or that or whatever, or I don't exercise enough. So maybe you've disqualified yourself. And I think the Lord wants you to change that. Don't disqualify yourself. He's saying now to qualify yourself. So it begins by saying, I have a healthy, long life. I have can a I healthy, say, long life. Can I say something really quick? Um, you know, we talk a lot in the church because the Bible tells us to, to say those things which be not as though they were. But as Pastor Gigi was doing the message today, I got this message too. See those things which be not as though they were. Not only do we say those things which be not as though they were, but we need to see those things that be not as though they were. We don't, we don't just speak those things out that we want changed. We need to also see those things that we want changed. We need to do both. God gave us an imagination to use, and he gave us an imagination to benefit ourselves. So we need to, like Pastor Gigi was talking about, we need to see ourselves old, and we need to see ourselves well, because we're all going in that direction. We, I, I see myself old, and I see myself well. I see myself old, and I see myself healthy. I see myself old, and I see myself rich. I see myself old, and I see myself in my own house. I see those things. I say those things. It's not just a saying. It's also a seeing. So we need to put both of those together. And if we're seeing those, if we're seeing something different that God wants us to have, like Pastor Gigi's talking about, if we're seeing things that are not good, we need to change our seeing to seeing good. Amen. I'm seeing good today. I'm seeing good this summer. I'm not getting the coronavirus. I'm seeing my fall taking classes over at West Valley because I want to increase my knowledge. I'm seeing myself exercising. I'm seeing myself losing weight. I'm seeing myself doing these things because I'm saying those things too. So what Pastor Gigi's talking about, to expect good, I'm expecting good by saying those things that are good, and I'm expecting good by seeing those things that are good. So I hope that helps. It helped me a lot. Yeah, that's a good summary of the message, Terry. Seeing it as well as saying it. Yes. Yep. Yes. I see myself walking 10 miles a day. I see myself exercising. I see myself swimming. I'm not even swimming yet. The gym is closed, but I'm seeing myself in the pool taking laps. Getting better. My stroke is better. I'm swimming more effectively. I'm exercising more effectively. 
I'm not I'm in my chair sitting here right now, but I'm I'm there too. Does that make sense? Amen. Yes. It's Amen. not some it's see the the other religions, other other things have taken that and they've 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 hijacked that stuff. But we have the Holy Spirit living within us. We have the power of the Almighty God of the Bible living within us. Where we have his power to help us accomplish what we see, and we have his power to help us accomplish what we say. Amen. 